Hey guys, welcome in. It is Brad with College Sportscast. We've got a special show for you guys tonight. Got a special guest. We're going to be doing the Gator Bowl preview and our game day pickums. guys welcome back it is brad with college sportscast got a special guest with me tonight he is part of our the fanboys team and he does his own podcast i'll introduce him as james what's up james how are you i'm doing well brad how are you thanks for having me on i'm doing good so james does a clemson fan podcast for the Defan Boys, and I'll let you kind of plug what you do for Defan Boys, James. Yeah, I appreciate it. The The name of our podcast is called Fun Fans Podcast, so it's really easy to find anywhere. We're on pretty much all social media, Spotify, et cetera, uh, Fun Fans Podcast. And uh, my co-host is a old college buddy of mine, and we started out just talking about, you know, we wanted to talk about our college football experiences and mostly we talk mostly about what we do at our tailgate or things we see at the game or things we see while we travel and that type thing we we really only talk a little bit of football but both of us are our former high school coaches so we we have that background and it keeps us from getting on to the coaches and that type thing too much so we 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 like having the fun and leaving the football for the most part to to the experts, to the real experts. And, uh, but we do like talking about this stuff because, you know, everybody gets riled up about the topics, the NIL and, and that kind of, kind of thing. And, uh, but I appreciate being on the show. Yeah. Fun fans podcast. And just while I'm saying this, we missed our show this morning. I'm supposed to be live in Jacksonville, but I'm at my in-laws house. We've had uh, uh, somewhat of a family emergency and I drove all night uh, this past night uh, to get back to South Carolina. Uh, but I'm I'm glad to be so sorry if hopefully me and Bailey will be back at our normal time, if not Sunday, as soon as possible. And uh, we'll get back at it. But I appreciate Brad having me on here for at least a few minutes so we can we can get a little bit out there for the fun fans. Yeah, absolutely. It should be fun. We've got a matchup between my team and your team. In the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl that that t- that kicks off tomorrow at noon Eastern time in Jacksonville. That's what he was talking about. They were going to the game. They do a whole lot of tailgating and stuff, yeah. and that's what they talk about a lot and and stuff on their podcast. So they were going to go to the and be in Jacksonville. Um, but I appreciate you taking the time out, especially with some stuff going on. Um, to kind of do this with me tonight. Like I said, James and the Fun Fans podcast is part of our The Fanboys team. 
Um, so um, check us out at thefanboys.com. There's lots of other podcasts there as well that you can check out, but ours is College Sportscast and his is Fun Fans Podcast. Fun Fans. Um, we've got NC State teams and Notre Dame mm-hmm. and Texas and um, Furman and um, Florida State, oh, Paul, Florida State. We got, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you can check out Tennessee, I think, still mm-hmm. on some of the things. And like, so you can check out a bunch of different teams there. Um, but we're going to kind of dig into the Gator Bowl. Um, the Gator Bowl is uh, tomorrow. Let me see here if I can find my ticker. There we go. So Gator Bowl preview with with James. So James, kind of talk about the way Clemson ended their season. That's probably the best part of their season, the yeah. way they ended their season, and uh, and kind of fill us in a little bit on the progress, I guess, that, that Clemson made from their not so great start, especially for Clemson. Right. So uh, as everyone knows, you know, we didn't start out all that well. A lot of turnovers, a lot of uh, way too many turnovers, period, but a lot of really odd, you know, bat, the worst possible scenario type turnovers, you know, the scoop and scores and the pick sixes. And it was almost like the the football gods were against us there for for a while. But uh, can't have, but you can't have all the luck all the time. You, you can't have that's right. You can't have all the luck all the time. But uh, <laughs> after the, the starting with the Notre Dame game, uh, Clemson obviously pretty much turned it around, and mainly just by you know s- stop turning it over uh, at least so much. And you know everybody, even the non-Clemson fans, loves the Dabo-isms. So when Dabo said, "If Clemson was a stock, you better buy right now," uh, you know. He, at least so far, he wasn't kidding. You know, he, he knows what he's talking about. And we finished the season winning four games in a row. Obviously, got back a, uh, a rival re- revenge game against our rival, the Gamecocks, at the end of the season. So that's always fun. Uh, and and so it was it was really exciting the way we ended the season. Eight and four, which, hey, like I said, you know, we're former coaches, so – there's going to be years where you're, there's plenty of schools that would love to be eight and four as much as uh, a lot of Clemson fans yeah. say that that's, that sucks and whatnot, but it's it's not so bad. And we picked up some coaches. There have been coaching changes already that a lot of the fans are excited about. And when you if you really look, and Bailey pointed this out all throughout the season on our show, if you look at Clemson's roster, we are so young. We are – people harp about the portal – Davo knows what he's doing. We've he's got a portal right there on his bench, is what we say, and he does use the portal, just not as much. We don't get as many kids as other teams. You know, we offer a handful. Just people just don't know that unless they say yes. You know, right? So, uh, but got a few new coaches in there, new offensive line coach, new uh, defensive line coach, and the fans are excited about that. And you know, the youth that's coming up. And you know we're we're excited and looking forward to playing an SEC team. Kentucky is a as strong a team that we can be matched up with. So to be able to show you know where we really are, 
I think it's I think it's a good matchup for Clemson, you know, where we are right now. And, you know, and if we can at least play well, uh it can I was be excited. To carry us I was excited next about year. the matchup, James. Yeah. I was pretty excited about the matchup. Um it was it was a game that I kind of was actually looking forward to. You know, there was some teams being thrown around, Virginia Tech, Duke. Um, you know, because, you know, it, it's an ACC-SEC bowl matchup, and there was some teams being thrown around. And out of all of them, I mean, I would rather play Clemson. I mean, I'm I'm the type, type of guy I'd rather play a, a name brand, you know, somebody that's that's been there, that's up there. I would rather – I'd rather challenge myself and play somebody good. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, Clemson was my choice. I think it should be an excellent game tomorrow. You was talking about finishing your season by beating South Carolina. The second to last game for Kentucky, we had to go to South Carolina. And just we had every opportunity in the world to win that game. Mm -hmm. Lost 14 to 10, scored 10 measly points um, at Williams, Bryce, and I mean, it is a tough place to play. I think you guys know that. The crowd gets mm -hmm. into it. That's one of y'all's – or actually y'all's biggest rival. So, mm -hmm. uh, but anyways, I wish we could have beat them. We would be eight, sitting at eight and four, too, where yeah. you guys are. But we're sitting at seven and five. Um, but we did beat our rival in rivalry and beat Bulbul, who finished second in the ACC. Um, and was in the um, championship game for the ACC this year. So we'll see how this plays out. I think it should be a good matchup. Um, let's start with the transfer portal. But what I really want to know is, is opt-outs and players that are not playing in the Gator Bowl tomorrow. So well, For Clemson, I guess. So Yeah. I'm I'm pro I'm probably going to miss some because, uh, right. like I say, we're we were planning on you know where's the pep rally, where are the best places to go eat, and then we right. just happened to hear about the guys that that transfer and and opt out. But uh, Clemson, if we start offensively, honestly, in my opinion, Clemson is should not skip a beat. Uh, there's the backfield that we have with Maffa and Shipley. They're playing. they're going to play. You got Cade, yep. who, if you think about Cade, he's still young, but he's got a lot of football under his belt now. And yep. we did lose Bo Collins to the transfer portal to Notre Dame. But we, we're we getting some injured. We haven't had a healthy receiving core really all season long. We will have more of our top receivers in the Gator Bowl, even, even with Bo Collins gone. So – not not too worried about that. I mean, I hate Bo left, but not too worried about him uh, missing the Gator Bowl. Defensively, on the other hand, uh, there's some definitely some yeah. key players. When I, when you lose transfer portal kids, at least as a from Clemson standpoint, that's usually not a big deal. But it's those NFL players who are opting out because they're you know worried about draft status. Obviously, right. they're great players. And you, you're, we're going to miss them. We're, I don't, you know, we got some great young kids that'll come in into our defensive secondary, but we're going to miss Nate Wiggins playing cornerback. We're going to miss Jeremiah Trotter playing linebacker. And you, you just can't replace 
a player that's literally one step away from NFL with with somebody on, I mean, you know, maybe Alabama can, <laughs> but even right, Clemson right. with the recruits yeah. we have, they don't have right. that type of experience. So, uh, and on the that's what I'm on the Kentucky side, James. Um, you know, we we've got we had a, a few NFL guys that's declaring for the draft. I mean, Ray Davis, the running back, declared for the draft, but he's playing. But he's playing. He's not, yeah, he's playing. Um, Andrew Phillips, Drew Phillips, our one of our cornerbacks, declared for the NFL draft. He's playing. You guys um, even have a transfer portal kid that's still playing, right? Yes, we have. Yeah. We actually have about four or five transfer portal kids that are playing. Yeah, so y'all, um, y'all are at full steam, really, when it comes to we. We're, we're missing. We're missing two guys. Um, one is our starting right tackle. Jeremy mm -hmm. Flax, but both of the guys that we are missing is because of injury or surgery. Oh, okay. Jeremy Flax was our starting right tackle, and he um, is injured and he's out. And then our starting left guard from the from from the beginning of the season, Kenneth Horsey, um, is out because he had surgery, but. I will say he was hurt some this this year, and he really only played like four or five games. Kenneth Horsey did. So we mm -hmm. the the guy that filled his spot is and been playing most of the year is still playing in this game. Dylan Ray as our left guard, but those are the two players that I know that are starters that were Start. missing mm -hmm. now. We are missing a couple of linebackers that were backups that played that played mm -hmm. a lot of snaps. They didn't start, but they were they were backups that played quite a bit. We're missing a couple of linebackers um, that I think is going to hurt probably. Um, so those are really the players. Ke Keaton Wade and Martez Thrower are the two linebackers that I'm talking about that played quite a bit this year for Kentucky. Um, so that's really the four guys that I can think of that played quite a bit that we're going to be missing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to say advantage Kentucky though, when it comes to yeah, having I, I, the starters I did, I did, versus the other guy. Yeah. Because you guys are missing a defensive lineman. That was really good. You're missing Jeremiah Trotter, your linebacker. You're missing your great mm. cornerback. Um, and I think you're missing a safety as well. I think that, yes, yes, um, that was a starter that's you've been there and played quite a bit. So, um, you know, so on the defensive side of the ball, you guys are not nearly intact. I think offensively, mm. your offense is probably pretty good to go. Yeah, yeah. Offensively. Yeah, I agree. But I will have to say that the advantage on that is probably in Kentucky's favor. So, James, who do you think are key players for the game? Well, on the on Clemson side, offensively, it's got to be Cade. You know, the just like most any other offense, it the ebb and flow goes with the quarterback. If he plays well. The offense will do well. The receivers are going, you know, do their part. 
generally, and they, they just kind of follow the quarterback's lead. So it just depends on what kind of game he can have, especially not going back to the goofy turnover situations, you know, none of that stuff, and hopefully we'll be okay. And on the defensive side, you know, somebody's got to step up, in my opinion, and it may not necessarily be uh, in those spots where we're having to replace players. It doesn't have to be a linebacker or a, a defensive back or a safety. If those, if our defensive front, you know, as a group, because they're pretty much intact, the that about eight players, and all of them are probably going to be in the NFL at some point in time. Just most of them, very young. Yeah, uh, they <laughs> they're pretty much there, and those guys can step up and and make a difference, even at the other other levels of of the defense. You know the the linebacking and the defensive secondary part, in my opinion. So I think the defensive front really needs to step up and, and Kate has to play well on offense for Clemson. Okay. Well, I mean, for Kentucky, I think Leary having some experience playing against Clemson should be an advantage. I would think. Um, and then getting Ray Davis back on offense and, and having him available, especially with Clemson having a few guys out on defense, I think mm. should be key as well. Um, and then defensively, a guy that I didn't mention a while ago when I was talking about the um, NFL guys, so Trevin Wallace also declared, our starting middle linebacker declared for the NFL draft, and he also was playing in this bowl game as well. So our starting linebackers with uh, Derek Jackson and Trevin Wallace, I think those are going to be two really big key players um, on our defense and, and also um, Hairston, our cornerback that has five picks on the year, two pick sixes. Um, I think he could be big in this game as well. So that would be, that would be the players that I would say are probably key players on the Kentucky side. Mm -hmm. All right. So who, Clemson for you guys to, to have an advantage, to get the win. What do you think are keys to the game? In, in my opinion, when you have, and this has already been evident in the, the games, the bowl games that have been played where a team has lost, you know, even a handful of players to the portal or the draft, but, the key to the game for, in my opinion, both teams is going to be uh, the special teams. If you can be solid, you're going to plug in. You know, Clemson's having to do more plug-in than Kentucky, but you're plugging in offense and defense. But those are positions that those kids have been practicing all year. They've been a backup, whatever. But when you start having to plug in on special teams or, you know, some some schools – take it as an opportunity to play some of the younger kids and some schools yeah. don't. It just kind of depends on the philosophy. Uh, but this game could be, you know, it's only a four point spread last time I saw uh, a day or two ago. Uh, so if Vegas is yep. predicting it to be a close game, I think it'll be a close game. It could come down in my opinion, it probably will come down to who is most solid, you know, and with, with special teams, you, you just want no errors. You want to field the ball. You want to kick the ball. You want to make the field goal, you know, just that kind of stuff. The team that does that the best 
Uh, and if both teams do really well, that's 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 going to make it even closer. But I think the key to the game for both teams is is special teams play. Yeah, I mean, that, I think that could be big because what you're talking about is is when you're missing, you know, six, eight, ten, twelve guys. I think that probably affects your lineup on the special teams more than anything. Right, your backup um, linebackers were probably on punt yeah. coverage, kickoff coverage, right. and all this stuff. Yes, so did they absolutely. replace them with starters? They you were. Replace them with starters that don't normally play that position. They might yeah. not be used to those extra reps. Or do you and replace they them with – They played a lot. They played on yeah. defense. They played special teams. I mean, you know, so, um, you know, they were on the field a lot. And we will miss them. Keaton Wade was a really, really good player. And, I mean, he just is behind Trevin Wallace, who's going to the NFL. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I'm – I mean, you know, so, I mean, you know, we we definitely will miss him in this bowl game. That's for sure. Um, my, one of my keys, I think, with, with Clemson having to play some freshmen at corners, I think trying to take advantage of that um, with Leary and with our wideouts, with Varian Brown, with Dane Key, with uh, Tavion Robinson, um, I think, you know, trying to take advantage of true freshmen playing. I think you got a red shirt freshman playing on the corners and, you know, trying to take advantage of that, I think, would be a key to the game. And then I've already said this, Ray Davis going against y'all's D. And, and I keep talking about the defense because, honestly, that was Clemson's bread and butter this year. Mm-hmm. They y'all, You guys have been one of the top defenses in the country. Have yeah. at least three or four should-be NFL players on, you know, that from this year on that team. Um, and with, you know, with a few of them being out, I think there is a opportunity – to take advantage of it if we can. I, I'm not saying we will, but yeah. if we can. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's in my opinion. The defensive front's got to step up because those guys are going to make mistakes back there. And when you make a mistake in yeah. the defensive secondary, uh, a lot of times that leads to touchdowns. And But that's just – it's just probably going to happen. So, uh, some, you're exactly right. I think Kentucky will at least try to take advantage of that and – We'll see what happens. Yeah. That's why they play the game, have, right? I think you have to at least expo- try to exploit it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. You know, you have to try anyway. I'm not saying that we can. The, you guys, it's not like you guys, um, you know, your freshmen coming in are not at the same level that our freshmen coming in a, a lot of times are. So I, I get that. You guys have been at the top of the mountain up until a couple of years ago for at least six years, seven years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, your recruiting level, you guys can probably take a few hits more than what we can. So having some guys play for us means something to us. We missed some guys last year um, in this, in against Iowa in the music city bowl. Um, we had some opt outs. We had a few injuries. And we missed some guys, and it was 
clearly evident that when Kentucky is missing some of its best players, we don't really have two and three deep, you know, that can that can go and do that. So right. I think Clemson has a much better shot at that. <laughs> I, I hope so. That'll be yeah. yet to be seen. Yeah. It's, that experience means a lot. All right, James. It's down to this. Who wins tomorrow? Hey, I'm gonna tell you who wins. And this goes, this is a fun fan podcast answer. Jacksonville <laughs> wins. The fans win. I, you know, I we drove down there, like I say, and uh Bailey and he had some family there, and I all I we had plans and I had some friends and some other Clemson folks, obviously, and it was all set up. A lot of money is being spent in Jacksonville right now. We had our $2 bill stamped with the Tiger Paws. So Jacksonville wins. The Kentucky fans, I'm, I, we've, I've been to bowl games against Kentucky before. They're great right. fans. And I've already heard there's a ton of them down there. And those are the winners. So the And, and the players getting to go to a bowl game, hopefully they appreciate uh, the opportunity to to play in the postseason, and I, they get all the gifts and all this kind of stuff. So that's fun. Uh, but I know you want to hear. You know, I I got you know, Clemson's going to win. They they're going somehow they're going to pull it out. It's going to be <laughs> a, our kicker started making field goals against South Carolina. So if he keeps that going, uh, maybe we'll win. At, you know, by three points or something. Yeah, I mean it's it started out as a seven or seven and a half point spread. It's down to like four 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 and a half. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with the opt-outs for you guys on defense, I think. Um, and I think when, when your running back made his decision yeah. to, to play. To play, yeah. I that dropped that, it a little bit. Yeah, I think that yeah. did it. Yeah, that dropped it a little bit too when Ray Davis decided to play. Um, so, you know, it's going to be – you guys are favored by four. You guys are the powerhouse. You know, honestly. So if we could just hang with y'all and have a chance, I'd be I'd be happy with a three point win. To be quite honest with you, hey, hey um, me too. You know what I mean? I'd be yeah. I'd be tickled with a three point win. But I will agree with this. You was talking about the city of Jacksonville. Um, this is played at the Jacksonville Jags Stadium in Jacksonville, and. They are they they always put on a great show. This is the third time in the Mark Stoops era that Kentucky has played in the Gator Bowl down there. Um, we played. Um, we were one and one in the Gator Bowl so far. So this is our third time down there. It, they put on a great show. It's a, it's a great um, venue, and I do believe that that we will see a good show. Clemson and Kentucky have a little bit of a history playing in bowl games. Mm -hmm. um, they played in 1993 in the Peach Bowl, which Clemson won and shouldn't have. I was uh, there. Marty, I don't know if you remember this, but Marty Moore picked y'all off. We were ahead 13-7. to 7. All you yeah. had to do is take a knee. Take a knee, Marty. Take a knee. Anyways, Marty decides to run the ball back. I'll be damned if he don't fumble. Clemson gets the ball back, scores with 20 seconds left, and beats us 14 to 13. Yes. And then 20, 2006, we beat you guys um, 
in the Music City Bowl in Music 2009, Bowl. you guys beat us 21-13 in the Music City Bowl. So this is the our fourth matchup with Clemson in the last 30 years in bowl games. Just to give you guys a little uh, tidbit on that. So, James, yeah, it's been fun. I, I appreciate you being on with me, man. No problem. Thank you, you very much. You've got a lot again. going on. Yeah, I know you got a lot going on with your family and stuff like that. So I appreciate you taking the time out to do this um, and and being on with me, having a little fun with me. We probably should be on each other's show a little bit more often, kind of, um, you know, do this and uh, have a little fun together. So you guys yeah, are maybe fun we fans. can actually, yeah, maybe we can actually talk a little basketball this year. Clemson seems yeah. to be. Started, yeah. has started hey Clemson's got a good team basketball so yeah absolutely PJ Hall and they, y'all got a y'all got a good team I've been impressed so far yeah fingers crossed yeah I, I've been impressed so far I have to say yeah. yeah well yeah we'll we'll do it again we'll we'll have you on our show we'll just mix the show we'll mix them up all right James it sounds good I appreciate you being with me guys this has been College Sportscast Gator Bowl preview with James Dillard from Fun Fans Podcast, uh, part of the, the Fanboys team. We appreciate James being on with us, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, man. Have a good night. All right. All right, guys. That was our uh, Gator Bowl preview with James Dillard. Like I said, he is uh, part of the the Fanboys team, and he is a big Clemson guy. He does tailgates and everything, goes around with his friend Bailey, and they do um, tailgates at all these Clemson games and stuff, and he was planning on doing one for uh, the Gator Bowl as well, but had a little family emergency and stuff come in, so happened. So he's back at in South Carolina, and his buddy, Bailey, is in Jacksonville doing the parade tonight and all that good stuff. So now I'm going to be joined by Hammonds that always, that's always here with me. What's up, Hammonds? What's up, man? Hammonds has been on for just a few minutes here listening in. And uh, it's fun to do a little bit of Gator Bowl preview with James Dillard from the Fun Fans Podcast. I always have a little bit of fun between the, the Fanboys team, especially right now with Clemson and Kentucky having the matchup tomorrow. Um, so did you get to check any of the preview of the Gator Bowl preview that we just did? I didn't hear much- some of some of it off and on. I wasn't really. I was letting you kind of just do your thing with him. So, yeah. All right. So it looks like we got Josh, Clyde. What's up, guys? All right, so now that we've got our Gator Bowl preview out of the way, guys, we're going to get to our our pick'ems. Um, so pretty excited. 
this is the all the big games for the bowl mm-hmm. season. Um, we have 13 bowl games to go through that is remaining that starts tomorrow all the way through to the semifinal games in the Sugar Bowl and the Rose Bowl. Um, and we're going to kind of go through each and every one of these, me and Hammonds are, and talk about them a little bit and pick them. These are the big ones. Um, now, the national championship game will be, you know, next week. We will, we will kind of hone in on just that because that'll be the only game um, after these games are played this weekend. This, yeah. I guess, Monday is the last one. Um, so um, we'll start out with the Gator Bowl. We just talked about the Gator Bowl. You got Kentucky and Clemson. Kentucky seven and five. Clemson is eight and four. Clemson on DraftKings is a four and a half point favorite. That number has come down. Me and James just talked about that. So um, it was four this morning on ESPN Bet. I seen it at four and four and a half. But I use DraftKings here, so we'll talk about that with four and a half with DraftKings. What do you think, John, on this game? Uh, to me, this is a toss-up game. I think, um, if we're if we're being honest, it just depends on how does Kentucky come out, and and how does Clemson come out. Um, because we've seen Clemson have really great games, and then we've had, you know, Kentucky look like they've never played it down in their life. So, um, it's just all about how they are really prepared for this kind of game. Um, bowl games are completely different from regular season, especially now, considering you have a lot of opt-outs and guys that are sitting and and you don't really know who's playing um, this time of year. But if I had to go with a prediction, I think I'm going to go Clemson this time. I, I just, you know, Clemson's end of the year, I think, with four straight wins. Um, the running game's been able to take over, especially with Will Shipley and company. Um, Kay Klubnick's going to be there. Um, you know, the defense, I think, is missing some great big parts, which I think Kentucky can score on. But can they score enough points to to win is the question. And I just don't see it with this Kentucky offense. Um, I think this is going to be a fun game, though. Um, it, it might come down to a one- or two-possession game. But I think Clemson covers the spread and wins the four and a half. All right. I mean, Clemson, I think, has a, you know, different level players on their team most of the time overall, top to bottom. Um, mm-hmm. They are missing some guys. We just talked to James. I mean, they're missing some some key players on defense. Uh, one at every level. They're missing a defensive lineman. They're missing their main linebacker. They're missing their main safety. They're missing their main cornerback. So one at every level on defense, and they're missing three or four backups on top of that. So mm-hmm. um, I think there is a chance that Kentucky can take advantage of this young, very young, true freshman and a redshirt freshman 
in their first starts um, at cornerback. I think Kentucky, Leary and, and Barry and Brown and Dane Key have a chance to take advantage of that. And if they can, I think it'll open things up for Ray Davis. Mm-hmm. And I can see Kentucky scoring some points here. And I'm going to take Kentucky to cover. Um, I'm going to take the four and a half um, and, and at least take Kentucky to cover this game on as far as betting. Um, I, it's, you know, I do, do believe this is going to be a close game. It would not surprise me if it's not a one possession game one way or the other. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Clyde, before I move on here, Clyde says Kentucky is definitely winning tomorrow. And I wanted to see if, if Josh said anything before I moved on. No. All right. So the next bowl we're going to talk about, Hammonds, is the Sun Bowl. These games mm-hmm. are tomorrow. Um, the Sun Bowl is Oregon State versus Notre Dame. Notre Dame is a mm-hmm. six-point favorite in this game. What do you think about this one? Oh, this game becomes a hot mess. Um <laughs> And I say that from the regard that Oregon State's missing their quarterback. Um, he's in the portal. They're missing some guys on the offensive side of the ball. Um, Notre Dame's missing quite a bit of guys. Um, this won't be as bad as that game where they won 30-3 to over the Gators. But I feel like it's asking a lot for – a bunch of these Notre Dame starters to rise up after just a few weeks of practice to do to win this, um, because there's so many guys out. Um, and I, I think I'm going to take Oregon State in this game. Um, I don't like Notre Dame in this game, especially you know with Sam Hartman out. Um, they have a few guys out on defense. Um, I'm telling you, man. These bowl games have, have made it hard to watch college football. It, and and you don't really know who to pick. It is. It's tough. The rosters are not. It's, it's tough. We're, I'm going to have a final buzzer. We're going to talk about that at the end. Because I just it is I think tough. Oregon State wins this game. Um, I'm going to take the points, I'm guessing, on the, the six points. Notre Dame has a lot of guys yeah. out. Um, I'm not saying Oregon State yeah, don't yeah. either, but. I think Notre Dame has a lot more than Oregon State does. And th- that's a lot of pressure to put on a, a young team. I mean, the only problem with Oregon the- State is who's going to be their quarterback. Because not only not only did they lose DJ, they also lost their backup. Yeah, it's it's a tough situation on both ends. The Aiden guy uh, transferred too. Um I I, I think to me. This could be another 33 Florida game from last year in the Las Vegas Bowl, um, if we're being honest. 
on Notre Dame's side. Yeah. Uh, but but on the other side, yeah. it could be Notre Dame beating them bad. Um, we just don't we don't know until the game starts. So I mean, you don't. I, really mean, know. I think don't, I think I'm gonna go with you and take. I think I'm gonna go with you and take the six points as well in this game. It's very hard to pick these games because they're missing so many players. Um, So it is very hard to pick these games, to be honest with you. Uh, The next game tomorrow is the Liberty Bowl, and we got Mm -hmm. Memphis versus Iowa State. Iowa State is a 10-and-a-half-point favorite, but what's really odd in this game is Liberty, the Liberty Bowl, is played – in Memphis's home stadium. Yeah, it's it's a home. It's basically a home in game Memphis. for Memphis. Um, it's basically a home game for them that they're a ten and a half point uh, underdog in in this bowl game. Well, and two old or Memphis's old lines taking a big hit too. They've lost a lot of guys, and I think honestly, if we're being realistic here. This game is a more of a game for Iowa State. But on the other side of the equation, both teams can get after it offensively. Both teams are fun to watch. Um, this should be an exciting game, honestly. This might be one of my um, favorite bowl games of the season that's not playoffs um, because both sides have potential and, and guys that can make plays in the air, and especially on the ground. Um, but that line's pretty high to me. Um, I don't think uh, just it being a home game for Memphis. I think they're going to be on. They're going to be revved up to play, and they're going to have the fans behind them. I just don't think it's going to be a ten and a half point blowout like you know the spread. What the spread says. So um, give me I, Memphis. I agree with you. When I when I saw the spread, I thought, man, that seems high. Yeah. Um, Give me Memphis in the points. I just. All right. I mean, I'm going to try not to do all the same. So I do think Iowa State is probably the better team. I know Memphis has some opt-outs, especially you're talking about the offensive line and stuff. Mm -hmm. What I don't know is I really don't know how much Iowa State has. Well, I know what kind of hard-nosed team they are, and it's hard for me to imagine that they would have a lot of opt-outs. Well, they're not because of that. I think I'm going to get Iowa State. They're really not. They're they're missing a few guys, but they're not really missing a whole bunch that will um, cause them I, to. That's kind of what I figured. Yeah. So I so I think I'll me, go I with think... Ohio State. And get uh, to me, Iowa State. I think Iowa State wins this game, but I don't think it's going to be um, a blowout because just just for the mere fact that it's a home game for Memphis. Yeah, it is. All right, the next game we're going to talk about. This is one of the games that I've been looking forward to, um, the Cotton Bowl, and we have Missouri versus Ohio State. Um. This is their Ohio State is a three and a half point favorite. I mean, well, um, Marvin Harrison Jr. has not said whether or not he's playing or not. I don't really think he will, but well, I, it's still out there that he could. 
Well, here's the problem you got. You got Kyle McCord's out, the, the quarterback. You got possibly Marvin Harrison Jr. You got their defensive tackle, Michael Hall's not playing. Um, you could make a list of who is not playing for Ohio State in this game. And Oh, yeah, there's several of them. Yeah. And and on the Missouri side, they're without two of their top guys, Tyrone Hopper, the linebacker, and Enos um, Rakeshaw, but they're, but they're out because of injuries. Um, but the rest of the team is intact. So they're going to have their quarterback. They're going to have yep. running back. Um, Luther Burden's going to be there. Cody Schrader's going to be playing. So right. this game to me is packed with so much offensive potential and, and defensive potential. Um, here's a key step for a lot of people that don't know. Ohio State hasn't lost a non-playoff game since 2011. James, in a non-playoff in non NY6 since 2008. Now, that's impressive. Very impressive. And, however, I look at this from a roster standpoint, and Missouri's going to have the, the best roster intact, and I think that's the reason why they win this game. Um, I think they got the better quarterback. They got the better running back. They got the receivers coming in. Um, you know, at the end of the day, Marvin Harrison Jr. is better than Luther Burden, I think. But to say that on this day, Luther Burden is probably going to be the main attraction on, on the field. He's going to be well, the main I mean, guy. Marvin there. Harrison Jr. really hasn't said whether or not he's playing or not, really. He hasn't. That's – that's the big thing, and, and we really don't know. So, um, at the end of the day, yeah, we really I, don't I know like if he's going to play or not. I feel like the roster, though, the way it's set up, I think Missouri takes this game. Um, so, give me Missouri in this game. All right. In the, in the you know, I'm kind of leaning that way, too. And I – Marvin Harrison Jr. is a – possible top five pick it's yeah. hard for me to imagine that he would play in this bowl game now luther burden and stuff is playing so maybe that's you know maybe that's in his head saying you know their best players are playing you know i need to play too i'm not sure mm -hmm. so maybe he does play mm -hmm. and if he does it could change things, but I'm leaning with some of the opt-outs and transfers and stuff. And, um, you know, I'm leaning towards Missouri in this game as well. So give me the three and a half points in this game and give me Missouri. The next game is these games are – um, Saturday, and and this game for yeah. me, there are a lot of guys are versus Penn State. A lot of guys are playing in this game, except I think for maybe two. Yep. I think Penn State pass rusher Chop Robinson's not playing, and I think Michael Pettis, the, the Ole Miss tackle, he's not playing in this game. So a lot of these guys are going to be playing in this game. So this should be a more competitive yeah. This game's game. pretty exciting because a lot of them playing. It is. Um, you know, the Rebels, if you haven't noticed, they're loading up in the portal for next year. They got some of the top guys in the portal, Walter Nolan, 
Um, they got a couple wide receivers. They're going to be hard to Absolutely. hard to deal with next yeah. year. Um, Jackson Dart, to me, he's improved as a passer. Um, Trey Harris, he's emerged as a big time player for Ole Miss. Um, for me, though, Penn State has the most dependable defense in this game. Um, they've only held their opposition to birth to basically peanuts. Um, if we're being if we're being honest, like they they've done they've done good work against really good teams, even in losses. They've they've been formidable, especially on defense. Um, I yeah. think, and and they've showed ability to score on on really great defenses too. And but can they find enough offense? That's, that's the thing. And, yeah. and can and can Ole Miss, you know, Ole Miss has got a great offense. They have so many weapons. Can they make plays on an elite defense like Penn State's? That's the big key for me. And, and, and when you look at Ole Miss, when they played Alabama and when they played Georgia, they struggled on offense a little bit. They did. They did. And – I just the top I think I'm, I think I'm going to go the safe pick here and, and pick Penn State to cover. Um, I like Ole Miss in this game, but I just trust Penn State's defense more than I do Ole Miss's. Ole Miss has improved in the portal for next year, but right now and 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 right now in this particular game, I just don't trust that defense to get stops. And I know Penn State's offense is not the best in the world but they're going to make enough plays to win this game, and their defense will make enough plays to, to keep Ole Miss out of the end zone. And that's why I think they win by the four and a half. I mean, all that's fair. Um, you know, Penn State, if they can find 20, 24 points, I think they can, they can win this game. Um, I just don't see – Ole Miss, like, running up the scoreboard on this Penn State team. They have too good of a defense to do that, I think, um, like they can against some teams. But I think this yeah. Penn State defense is more in line with Alabama defense, more in line with Georgia defense. And when you look at those games that Ole Miss played, they didn't run up the score. You know, they didn't score mm -hmm. a whole lot. They scored 14 mm -hmm. and 21, I think, against them. Well, and 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 every single time we've we've mentioned Ole Miss in, in a big matchup, an elite matchup, it seems like they never come prepared to play. It's yeah, always that's, that's their true. offense. Their offense can't seem to get past midfield. They make mistakes. Um, this is a this is a big match. This is a big game for them to enter into the next year with the with all their changes in the portal that they got. If you're going to so, take Penn State, I'll take the four and a half points. Yeah, and, and and roll with it, and we'll see because we can't go the same all the time. So, um, it's a big game for Ole Miss, I think, heading mm -hmm. into next year. All right, then we got the Music City Bowl on Saturday. We got Maryland versus Auburn. Auburn is a six and a half point favorite um, on DraftKings. Mm -hmm. Oh. This is a this is a tough one, um, and a lot of this 
There, I think there's like, ain't there 24 players out in this game? There's quite a few. I don't know the exact number. Um, well, they're not going to have Tungvaloa. Um, that he hurts their offense. Well, yeah. I, I know he hurt. He hurts that offense because they relied on his arm. Um, they was a top twenty passing offense. Their biggest concern was they they didn't have a lot of good stuff on the ground. You know, I think they ranked one hundred fourteenth in rushing. Um. Although I'll say this, Auburn has lost three bowl games in a row. I still think they are they're the favorites in this game. Um, they got a decent offense. Um, they got a really good defense that I think should overwhelm Maryland. Very good defense. Well, and, and Maryland's playing with a, a, a pair of unproven quarterbacks. And Hugh Freeze is six and one. Up, Robert? Against, and Hugh and Hugh Freeze is six and one against the spread. As a head coach in a in a in a bowl game, so give me Auburn. I think Auburn wins this game. Um, I think it's close, but I just think where Maryland has a lot of unproven guys out out there, I think Auburn takes this game and they win this game relatively easy going into the fourth quarter. I think it stays close up until the fourth, and Auburn kind of grinds it out and wins this game. You know, I'm not big on this Auburn team. Their offense struggled mightily at times. They do have a good defense. Um, I'm just, but at the same time, Maryland kind of struggled, and that was with to his little brother. And yeah. now, you know, and they've got quite a few opt outs on top of that. I just don't see them. I'm going to take Auburn and take and, and give the points. Well, I mean, I just, the, thing, the thing about it is, is Tua's br- younger brother, Tungle, uh, I can't think of his name, but he he was their offense. Like, you know, they relied on his arm a lot. And that's why yeah. they was, what, top 20 in the country and throwing the football. And now that, that they're missing him and having to throw in two unproven guys, that, that puts a lot of stress on that team against a decent Auburn town defense that they got. And I just think that's going to be too much for – um, Maryland to overcome, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you on that. Um, so, the next game we're going to talk about is the Arizona Bowl. This one is Toledo versus Wyoming. Um, Toledo is one of the, you know, top teams in the in the group of five. They're actually a three-and-a-half-point underdog to this Wyoming team. And Wyoming's Played some tough games early on. They have a they have a really good team as well. So what do you think on this they, game? They do. They got a Wyoming's got a really good quarterback and Andrew Peasley. Um, they do. You know, he he's I think he's had a sixty percent completion percentage, and he's got twenty touchdowns on the year. His versatility makes him a very dangerous quarterback. Um, I tell you, and Harrison Whaley, he's also been a big asset for the Cowboys. I think he's had pecan pie, pecan pie. (laughs) Um, Josh, (laughs) the biggest thing that's concerning me is Toledo is going to be without Daquan Finn, Um, their their quarterback that went into the portal. I think that's going to be a major difference in this game. If if Finn was playing, I think you know um, Toledo would have a shot to win this game. And I will say this, 
Candle, the coach for um, Toledo. Is it Toledo? Is his name? I think his last name's Candle. I think. Um, yeah. He is an awesome coach, and he's going to get some looks at some bigger time offers. But my biggest concern is here is they're, they're playing without Finn, and Finn was their big time quarterback all year long. And I think without him, it's going to be a struggle. And I think Wyoming wins this game. So, if I'm mistaken, and this was last year or something, or if I've got the wrong team, but didn't Wyoming hang with Texas for like three quarters early in the season? That was, that was this year, yes. That was this year, wasn't it? Yep. And then Texas yeah. kind of just Texas just kind of bullied them down the stretch with in the fourth quarter. They just kind of warmed them. They down. did in the fourth quarter. They pulled away from them a little bit, but Wyoming yeah. was right there in this yep. game for three quarters yep. um, against Texas. So that's – Yes, that's we got the pecan. Yes, we got the pecan pie, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I had to have some pecan pie, man. That's just – You got to have it's it. Not especially, it's not a holiday. It's the holidays, man. It's not a holiday if you don't have some pecan pie. I no, mean, that's a fact. So, <laughs> so – I don't care if I have to buy it somewhere. I'm going to have me some pecan pie. Yeah. I, I, so, and, on, and on that note, I got Wyoming, the three and a half. I think they win. I think yeah, they I think I'm going to take Wyoming in this game as well. Toledo does have a very good team, but I think I'm going to take them as well. Now, this is the game. Got to talk about something here in this game. We got Florida State versus Georgia, and this is the Orange Bowl, okay? The Orange Bowl, all right? Here, here's the problem. Georgia is a 20-point favorite in this game. We all know they lost Jordan Travis. We all know they're undefeated. We all know that they got left out of the college football playoffs, okay? But, John, there's over – 40 opt-outs in this game between the two teams. Well, more so FSU, and, and, and I'll get to it right here. You know, they're down to their it's third string. They're down to their third string quarterback in Brock Glenn, and I don't think he played too much in the ACC championship. The biggest thing for me is there's no players who caught a pass in that game that will play in this one. Yeah, Jared, I know. Jared Bush is out. Um both top rushers are out. Jared Burst is out. Um, Georgia's yeah, missing. A couple, Georgia's missing a couple pieces. Um, mostly Jamin Dumas Johnson, which he ended up going and committing to Kentucky um, after leaving and going in the transfer portal. Um, Brock Bowers will be out of this game. Um, the only big but he name really, Carson Beck is in this game, um, but. I'm in a loss for words on this because, I mean, I get that the portal is huge and it and it helps you get to where you want to go, but the way it's being handled is atrocious. You know, they, they opened up this portal, I think, was it the week before? I think it was early in December, right before the bowl it's game December started. 4th. It's the first Monday in December. And – you got all these opt-outs when 
I feel like they should be opening the portal after the bowl games are over. Because now you, you make a mess, you make a mess of it. And right now, this is that, just a mess. That's- um, and I'm going to be honest with you. This is a 20-point um, spread. This game might be ugly um, in, in terms of – Florida State is probably going to have to play the, their their trainers. I mean, honestly. Like, I mean, the, the darn the darn GAs are going to have to suit up pretty soon. I mean – it's just can you, can insane. You, can, you still, can you still play football, Brad? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, seriously. Hey, can we have a, a one-day scholarship and play against the Bulldogs? I'll play. It's the, sad. I'll play on I the, mean, yeah, you got an undefeated team against the, the, the team that was number one basically all year long, and it's the Orange Bowl. And I hate to tell you guys, but this game is going to suck. It's well, going to suck. The, this all started, and I and I tell people this. This all started when they left Florida State out of the college football playoff, and and twelve of those starters did not like the decision. But here's the deal, them, John. They were if they, it wasn't Florida State, it was going to be Texas or it was going to be Bama. It was going to be somebody, somebody else was going to get left out. My biggest thing with this whole thing is. You have an opportunity of a lifetime in which many people don't realize that the Orange Bowl used to be the game of all games. It used to be the biggest game of all. Like back in the early 90s, yeah. it was it was one of the biggest games of on national television. There, those yeah. national championships with Miami and Nebraska, those were some big-time matchups. And Absolutely. you have a chance on national TV to prove to prove yourself. And, and you're undefeated, and you could still go undefeated if you beat Georgia, and Texas, and Alabama get to the get to the final game. Then you're the only undefeated left. Well, and here's the thing that a lot of people don't rankings, understand. A lot of people rankings, was even saying you might be number one. And a lot of people were saying that the AP voters had had this not. That FSU, they would vote LSU number one. They would have to, John, because they're undefeated. Exactly. But I guess this is. I guess this is where we go into our transfer portal rant. Let's just make this the. This is well, where. Well, I, I was going to do that at the end when I, but but, but I'm when I do the final buzzer. But this game could get ugly, like pretty fast. I think. Like I really feel like. I'm not even sure the 20 points is going to catch it. I don't mm-hmm. think I'm going to go Georgia and, and Georgia and give the 20 points. And Georgia, for me, is going to be motivated because they was left out. They felt like they was, you know, done kind of wrong in a way too. So Georgia, Florida State was left out, and they want to be a bunch of crybabies. I'm just saying. Take your ball and go to the house. That's what it, that's what it basically boils down to. I'm just saying. I mean, man up a little bit. You still have a chance to be number one in the AP poll. And you got 24, yeah. 26 players opting out. I mean, Joshua Hart. Come on. I, I, listen, Joshua, I love you. <laughs> I, 
he said FSU's going to win. I said, listen, buddy, I love you, but <laughs> yeah, the listen, miracle if they were cool, if they had their players. But I mean, I think there's a, I think there's a decent shot if they have. Like their I players. said, but let's move on. All right, we'll move on. That one I had to say a little bit of stuff about on that one. So the Rilla Quest Bowl. This used to be the Outback Bowl, just so you guys know. Mm -hmm. This is a big bowl. This was the Outback Bowl for years and years until last mm -hmm. year, I think. It's called the RillaQuest Bowl now. It's uh, mm -hmm. Wisconsin versus LSU. LSU is still a 10-point favorite. Mm -hmm. And I really don't understand how. <laughs> they lost well, their coordinator. Jaden Daniels is not playing. He's not playing. Um, I, I'm not even sure if their wide receivers are playing. Is um, neighbors playing? I don't even know I, if he is or not. That's I don't even know if he's playing. Um, which uh, Wisconsin will have Mordecai, their quarterback. Um, they're all Big Ten second safety Hunter Wolver. He'll be playing. Um, most of the players that are playing for Wisconsin are on play. Most of the guys that are that are supposed to be playing will be there. Um. The biggest question mark is and LSU probably won't be. Oh yeah, that's that's basically where it will because you got on the LSU side of things, you probably got 10 or 15 draft picks that are going to be in the top 20 or top 30 or even in the second right. round and 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 you and you can't yeah. afford to sit you, which I get those opt-outs. The biggest opt-outs that I'm having an issue with is the transfer portal I get opt -outs. those. Yeah, that's the biggest yeah, I problem get I have with all this. But yeah, um, I'm going to take Wisconsin in the points. I really don't. Without Jaden Daniels, they're still good offensively, but they're still they're not the same without Jaden Daniels. Um, so give me Wisconsin in the points. All right, if you're going to do that, I'll do the opposite and take LSU. But I'll be honest with you. I really think this 10 – I tell you what, I'm not. I'm going to take Wisconsin, too, and take the 10 points because I just don't feel like that this LSU team is 10 points better. I really don't. Well, and I, and I think – and I don't even think a lot of these teams are going to be up for these games either. There's a, there's a few that's going to be up for it, like some of these younger guys that are playing. But – um, yeah, I just don't. I just don't think a lot of these guys are going to be up for this game. But considering the NFL is coming up pretty soon, in, in what in April? Yep. So, all right. So then we got the Citrus Bowl. I these can already tell you. New, New Year's Day. Take the citrus points. Bowl is hot. Take the points with Tennessee. And, and yeah, Citrus Bowl is playing, Iowa, Tennessee. And they're playing Nico. Um, yeah. they're, they're, they're freshmen. I think he's going to yeah. get a chance to shine on the big stage. Um, Joe Milton, Joe Milton sitting out. Um, yeah. and, and there's a funny story behind that. There was a, the Joseph West guy. Um, if y'all don't know him on Twitter, I think he's a Joseph West. He is a parody account, um, in Tennessee. He does a lot of, he, he gets Tennessee fans to, to bite on a lot of stuff. Well, he ended up posting about Joe Milton and saying that he was actually going to sit out, and people didn't believe him. And then, what was it? An hour or two later, they said he was sitting out, and he was like, "Where's yeah, my credit?" Yeah. And and you didn't really believe a parody account. And then he was actually what he was saying was actually the truth. And it was actually Nico true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, yeah. Um, I think it's a good opportunity though for Nico. 
I think he's a good quarterback. Um, it's a good chance for him to shine on a big stage in a big bowl game that's probably next to the biggest bowl game in the NY6. So um, I think Tennessee wins this game pretty handily. Iowa's offense is going to have a tough time, especially against this front four of Tennessee's. Yeah, Tennessee's Tennessee all day long and six points and that, all day that's long. No that's no disrespect <laughs> to Iowa. They're just – the offense is just really I'll take good. the six points on this one all day. I'm, I'm um, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. That was pretty easy if you ask me. If you're a better, absolutely bet that game. That that one right there, that's your that's your lock right there, I think. That's your absolute lock. Tennessee over Iowa in the six. All right. The Fiesta Bowl. We got Liberty, who was the best group of five. This is a New Year's six bowl. Um yeah. this is uh Liberty versus Oregon. Well, they're going from they're going from Sam Houston State FIU to Oregon. Like, yeah. I get their schedule is pretty. Easy. Oregon's got some opt outs and quarterback and stuff like that, but still, they're sixteen and a half point favorite. I still think Liberty's going to be in for a long afternoon. I just don't. I don't think Liberty has a chance in this game. They're going to have to make. They're going to have to turn over Oregon. Oregon's going to have to make some mistakes and do things they're not normally used to doing, and I just don't see that happening in this game. Um, give me Oregon in the 16-and-a-half. Um, and there's still a quite a bit of players still playing in, for Oregon. There's still some that are buying in um, from the draft perspective, and they're still going to play and finish out their career. So even yeah, on that I note, so yeah. and even on that note, I still think Liberty, Liberty played an easy schedule. Let's just be honest. They had one of the easiest schedules in America. But they had a really good dynamic right. running attack with Caden Salter and Quentin Coley. I think they was the number one rushing attack in the country. But this is a step up to where you was at in in that league compared to yeah, the teams that they were Yeah, I think it's quite, a, quite a bit a big step up, to be quite it honest is. with you. I, so, I've got to take Oregon in this. I mean, yeah. give me, unless, give me Oregon. unless Oregon had – like the amount of players missing that Florida State does, I mean, you know what I mean. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you got to take the sixteen and a half, or, or give the sixteen and a half and take Oregon. All right, so that leaves the college football playoff. We got two bowls to talk about. We got the Sugar Bowl. We got Washington versus Texas. Washington's the undefeated team. Texas has one loss, but Texas is the four-point favorite. Um, this is this this game is going to create movies, and when I say that, you, you know, you got the whole Steve Sarkeesian going up against his former team, um, Washington. And I think, you know, there's – I wouldn't say there's a lot of animosity there, but I think he would want to get back at the at the team that, you know, he left. And I think, you know, Texas has – I don't know. This game is just, to me, is out of the, out of the whole group of games, this might be the best game. Now, I think Alabama mission will be good. But I think Alabama is just so much better than Michigan. 
But I think this game to me is level, like in terms of talent wise, because you've got two good quarterbacks um, going up against each, which I don't even, is Twin Years even playing? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that all, that these teams, that most everybody's playing, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, that's right. Because Malik Murphy, he. Yeah, he, Malik um, Murphy transferred. Ewers is playing, yeah. and Manning's going to be his backup. Yeah, he's going to be his backup. So, yeah. Um, There's not many offenses in the college football. Well, and to me, Washington is all about offense. Um, Texas is more about defense. Um, you know, they, they average 37 points per game. They it come through the air as Penix. I think that Roma Deuce and Jalen Polk was two of the best wide receivers in the country this year. More at Washington, they got a great tandem. They have a great wide receiver tandem. They do. I think I'm gonna go. I think I want to go Washington in this game. Um, I like Texas. I think Texas is a great team. I think they got a great defense, but I just trust Washington's offense more than I do Texas. And I think Washington just does more through the air than what Texas does. And I think that's the reason why I think Washington wins this game. So give me the Huskies in the national championship. For me, I've, I've been I've been on Washington all season long on this show. If you guys have been with me and watching, I've been talking about how good Penix and his receivers and stuff are. And I've I've you know I picked them when they were um the underdog as far as betting, you know, against Oregon. They're not getting their fair share here as, as well. Uh even if they win, they're predicted to be underdogs to either team, Michigan or Alabama. So they're going to be dogs against any four or any of the other three of these four teams. And they're just not well, getting quite the respect that they deserve, I think. Here's my Kelly, thing. Kelly DeBoer is an absolute beast of a coach. I mean, an absolute beast of a coach. And I will take the job that Kelly DeBoer has done over Sark. I'm sorry. I know that most people will take Sark. But for me, give me Kelly DeBoer, Michael Penix, those receiver tandems, back-to-back, 1,000-yard receiving seasons by both of them i mean they get it done it's tight games but give me the four points and i'm taking washington and and great offensive great offenses overcome great defenses i think you can have a great defense but if you're offense championship game yep yep make it to the national championship game and I'm just going and to that's go. That's the Sugar Bowl. The next one, we got one more to do, guys. This is the big one. This is the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all, as Keith Jackson always said. Um, it's because you know the line for this the line for this game. The line for this game is, I think, really about where you want it to be. Um, it's one and a half. 
Michigan. And the outcome and the outcome is a coin flip. You know, Michigan's had one of the most dominant teams all year long. Um, it's not had the success in the postseason like Alabama has had. You know, Alabama's captured three national titles in this format. Um, they've won more playoff games now than any other program. Uh, Michigan's yet to win one, despite they've been in Robert, the. I appreciate you being on with us, man. Despite them being so, in the college football playoffs the last what two times, um, maybe their first one will be against this Bama team, but I need proof that they can get it done. You know, the last couple of times right. they've they've not been able to do it, and 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 you know the TCU game they had. So many chances to win that game, couldn't do it. And we all seen what happened with TCU and Georgia in the national title game. It was more or less a, a horror horror film. So, which I think Michigan would have matched up better with Georgia, but TCU was just playing really well at the time. And props to TCU for getting that. But at the end of the day, they have a man that his name, his nickname is the Goat. In, in Tuscaloosa, and his name is Nick Saban. And when his when his teams are in this position, he he more than they win. They more than likely they they not, they win. They 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 take care of business. Except for that one year they lost to Clemson when they got blowed out. That was just I don't know what happened there. It was Trevor Lawrence just had a really big night that night. Props to Trevor Lawrence, but. I like this Alabama team. I think they've improved over the year. Uh, you know, I've seen it. My biggest change in Alabama was when they beat LSU like they did. Um, you know, they, they beat a good LSU team with a good offense. Um, and then they then they come out and then they just weather whoop Kentucky. They went through the SEC, beat Georgia. And now they're playing for another national championship, and Jalen Milrow is playing out of his mind. Um, give me Alabama. And I, I'm just going to go as far as say this. I know this is just the four game, the, the, the two games, but Alabama's going to be your national champion in 2024. <laughs> and I say that because have you not noticed when, when Saban's back has been against the wall, like it was this early in the year, and then he he made those runs in the in the miracle play to beat Auburn. I, I'll never know how that happened, but that's just that was the ghost of Alabama yeah. past, I guess, coming up. But anyways, that was the Alabama six game. It was the yeah, ten year it was sort of like that. Yeah, so it was Alabama wins it all. They they. They raised the trophy for another year um, because when you put Saban's back against the wall like this, you, 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 you're you asking for trouble. And that's why he's the best coach of all time. That's why he's the GOAT. And that's why Alabama is who they are in Alabama. And as much as we hate it. Nick Saban is 10. Nick Saban's 10 and 1 in the SEC championship game, okay? This is the eighth – this is the tenth year of the college football playoff. This is the eighth time that Alabama has made the college football playoff, okay? 
The previous seven times that Alabama has made it, Saban is six and one in the semifinal game. He's only lost one. He's six and one. With and the and that one was I think Ohio State, wasn't it? It was Ohio State the very first year. Yeah. It was Ohio State the very first year, 2014. That's wasn't his that, only wasn't that, final wasn't that the year, wasn't that the year that Ezekiel Elliott played for Ohio State? Well, they, had running, to, they actually played their backup quarterback. That's what it was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, because, yeah, because he, got drafted by the, he got drafted by the Cowboys, Ezekiel Elliott did, to that next year. Yeah. yeah. That's, he played yeah, for Ohio yeah. State, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm just telling you, you're talking about the greatest. I mean, his numbers in these kind of games are just unheard of. Yes. Trevor Lawrence and Clemson got the best of him one time in the championship game. He's lost two of those, I think, championship games. Um, but outside of that, <laughs> I mean, he wins almost everything. I And until – I mean, Michigan – listen, guys, Michigan is right there. They have a really great team defense. I'm just not 100% sold that their offense is quite as good as what Bama has become. Mm -hmm. And I cannot bet, if you're asking me between Jim Harbaugh and Nick Saban, give me Nick Saban every time. I mean, I got to take Bama. I'll go. I'll go as far as say this on the the whole Michigan front. Now, there's a lot of teams in college football that can't hang with Alabama, but here's my thing. Cardell Jones, Michigan, to me, out of all the teams, maybe Texas, or not even maybe not even Texas, but Michigan has the best chance to hang with Alabama because of the players that they got, the five stars and the four stars. They got talent that can match up with Bama. Is Bama on a mission? Or is Bama just happy to be here because they slid into the college football playoff? Nick Saban's never just happy to be there. I'm going to tell you right now, he's going to beat it in their brains. I know that. And he's going to beat it into their heads that – you know, I'm telling you, everybody disrespected us all year long. They pulled, they told us we was not real good. We snuck into the playoff. We we peed everybody off. We made everybody mad by beating Georgia. And now it's time to make and a I'm statement. Gonna this, I'm gonna throw this out here at the end of this. There are some rumors. I don't know if any of this is true, but there are some rumors, and there's some inside jokes that's going around that the Chargers are talking to Jim Harbaugh. And there are some inside jokes going around saying, does Jim Harbaugh even get back on the plane and fly back to Ann Arbor? Or does he stay in L.A.? He's already at the Rose Bowl. Does he stay in L.A. and take the the L.A. Chargers job? I'm just throwing it out there. There are some things that's going on with Michigan that is a dis- complete distraction, okay? And I 
guarantee you that Nick Saban don't have that going on in his program. Mm -mm. Not a damn chance. Mm -mm. Not a chance. Guarantee. I'll tell you something else, too, is the play. I think, you know, Alabama's defense has played better, but I think the play of Milrow has really elevated them because he was – early in the year he was very subpar. And it's like a lot came on, and he just clicked, and he just put it together. And, you know, that that's one of the main reasons why Alabama's playing the way they are right now. Yeah. All right. Real quick, I'm going to try to get in a final buzzer here. We're going to have to wrap this up pretty quickly. But can, can, can we have a, a transfer portal? Can we have a little extra things? I just wanted to kind of say – Conference, uh, ter- uh, conference tournament, conference week in college. We didn't really touch on much college basketball tonight, but conference play starts yeah. this week coming and next weekend. Um, it's a big, it's a big time in college basketball, um, and it's getting to be cold weather season. Brad, are you ready for the snow? Yeah. But I just kind of want to throw that in there. Conference play starting. Winter times, you're ready to Yeah, get. we're definitely going to be talking about college. It's just a college basketball. It's just a big time of the year right now for college football. We got a bunch of big mm-hmm. games and the championships and but stuff I'm like gonna that. Let you, so, I'm going to let you and, rant on this. In the last, in the last three gonna, or four days, college basketball really hadn't had a whole lot going on. I'm going I'm I'm to leave the studio on this one. I'm going to let you have your moment with the final buzzer. Um, I just want to say Merry uh, Christmas. you got to hear everybody. this, man. I'm going to listen to it. I'm gonna okay. All right. Well, I just All wanted right, to say I hope everybody had a good Christmas, and I hope everybody has a happy new year. And we, we did eat pecan pie. Brad stuffed his face <laughs> this week. But Brad's going to go on this final buzzer and discuss what he feels is wrong with the transfer portal. And I'm going to listen in on the, um, on the comment box. I just – I feel like Brad needs to say something about this because this is – this is a major problem. It is. So my final buzz with the transfer portal. So here's the deal, guys. And NCAA and everything that you got going on, please pay attention to this. And I don't understand what is going on. There is no other sport on the face of this earth that when the postseason is going on, that they open free agency and everything is crazy and wild and you lose half your team. Okay. That is insane. There is no other sport. Imagine if college basketball right before March madness opened the damn transfer portal and everybody transferred and left and half the players are gone and you have to play walk-ons in the sweet 16. Of, 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 you know, March Madness. I mean, just imagine that. That is what is going on. They are ruining college bowl games. The only thing that matters right now is money. That's it. And it's retarded. It needs change. This transfer portal, I want to give you a, snip, a snippet of what's actually going on, okay? So... These games that we just talked about, 
for these games, the transfer portal closes January 2nd, okay? But the NCAA says, well, if you're playing in one of these games, we will give your team five extra days after your game for your players to transfer out. Hello? If that's the case, why the hell don't you do that for every one of the bowl games? I don't care if it's five days. Give them seven days. Give them 10 days. Don't give them 45. Give them 10 days. I don't care. But why in the hell don't you do that for every single bowl game? Make it where they cannot enter the portal until the game is played. There is no sense. There is a game going on tonight. Oklahoma lost their entire offensive line to the stupid transfer portal. They are playing Arizona in a big game, bowl game, tonight. They are literally having to start tight ends and defensive linemen on their offensive line in a bowl game against 9-3 and three and 10-2 and second-place teams in the Pac-12 and Big 12. What the hell's wrong with you guys? Close the damn portal and open it when the games are over, just like you're doing for these games that we just went through tonight. You're giving them five extra days. Why the hell don't you close the portal for all the damn bowl games and then give the guys 10 days? Who cares? It's that simple. And it should be that simple. And anybody that says anything different is, is plumb ignorant. There's no reason for this mess and ruining one of the best times of the year, if you ask me. Sitting and watching these games, and they're awful. Third-string quarterbacks, tight ends playing quarterback, tight ends playing offensive line, fourth-string quarterbacks. Close the damn portal and open it after the bowl games. Plain and simple. Y'all have a good night.